0: On your Instagram, I have, like, look unbelievable. I expect like, everyone's obviously been annoyed about having birthdays over lockdown and whatnot. And I go on to Adam's Instagram, Instagram click on the 21st story, and I see balloon arches, tents, drink <laughs> company delivered. Uh, looked unbelievable,
1: honestly, guys. I'm not joking. Seeing this job, I am so lucky to work with some amazing companies. So, literally, well, I just got a phone call, and JC from Thrill Events, who I work with, is like, Right, you're 21st. You'll get a delivery on th- Friday and I'm like, right, okay, here we go. I wonder what's coming next. All of a sudden she rocks up and she's got this unreal display. I mean, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was so good. Um, and then again the, the um event tank company reached out to me and was like, Look, we'll give you this for the weekend if you do some Instagram promo and what that. Yes, no problem. So do you know what I mean? You can't you can't do anything. So just even having that outside there, jump into when you want to, and you know, it was just it was so good. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. it so good. And again, the drinks co delivered me, I think over the weekend I got like, it must have been nearly a hundred cocktails.
2: Like, oh my goodness.
1: Well, honestly. So I can't good. wait to delve into
2: this. I actually cannot wait to delve into these kind of promos that you get to do and obviously you actually get, get a lot of uh, value out of, of them for yourself, but obviously your your, your followers will, will be as well. Uh, David and I are actually uh, getting married soon and uh, I don't know about the balloon arch for you, David, but if we can get one that was even as good as that, our weddings would be over the moon.
1: <laughs> Class. But,
0: absolutely. I, never mind that, no, that I mean, so so before it. I would love one of those tents, but if I was to get one of those tents, I'd struggle I'd struggle filling it with friends.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us, Adam. Talk to us, Adam. What was the what was the script? So obviously you do a bit of pr- promotion work for these companies, they send you out some stuff, you do a couple of posts for them, and then obviously they get a lot of value off it as well because you've got a
1: lot of followers on your social media yeah I mean I am I definitely don't I don't think I've got a lot of followers it's just kind of it's just kind of happened actually I think I'm just about the 7,000 mark it's not a massive amount but compared to the guys in Glasgow there's not many meals that do have a substantial amount of followers in Glasgow whereas guys, you know you're at, you are averaging on that 10 000 to 20,000 followers so um, I'm very very lucky in what I do and I, I wouldn't get these types of things if it wasn't for the job that I'm doing so yeah um, yeah, I'm, I'm just very lucky to, to have that. Actually, I, I think it was like this same last year, I actually had a, had a contract with Topman, which was really cool. That was my favourite thing I've ever done. And Topman were wow. sending me about oh, so much clothes every single month just to post pictures on them. It was amazing. It was really good. I was so lucky.
2: Let, so, let's just take a, a back... Can I just speak for this, David? Because I actually really yeah. want to go into this detail because you're 21 years old. You've got multiple businesses you've got like, it's obviously a lot of companies getting involved in like social media with you, you, you clearly have an influence as such. So can kind of set the scene for us, when did you start your first company? What was it? What made you get into it, et cetera?
1: So I left school, you just won't know any of this actually about my background and what I'm actually doing just now, but I wanted to do teaching. teaching. When, I, when I was at school, I thought I am going to be a teacher, right? And I left school and I didn't have my, my maths qualification. I had really good hires, but I didn't have maths. And I was absolutely devastated. So I had to go back to night school and I had to do maths for three hours on a Thursday night or whatever it was. And and that, I literally left school next day. I was like, what am I going to do for the next year? I am literally going to be at college one night a week for three hours to get one bit of paper to allow me to go to uni. So I was like, what am I going to do? So it turned out I ended up getting a. One of my friends worked as a PR in Cushion at the time um, on Bath Street, and one Go thing led to right, another. And, oh, uh-huh, cushion I takes up, me back. Up, <laughs> uh, oh, Unreal on, on Nights, Unreal Nights. Um, I ended up working as a PR in Cushion, and within a year, I was a PR and marketing manager. And it kind of just spiraled from there. I then went on. My good friend Emma Sinclair was at STV at the time. She was she was just leaving and she was part of the marketing team there. Ended up with a a little freelance job at STV, worked there. I was just in odd jobs here and there, um, just while I was getting this maths qualification. And that is kind of how the whole social media thing started for me, I feel like. Um, I just started doing some social media work with um, with Cushion and then all of a sudden I was getting asked by other people, hold on, I don't know you did social media, do you mind helping me with this? And it didn't, it was never part of the plan, it never was part of the vision, it just happened. So within that year, um, whilst I was still at Cushion and STV and doing lots of other bits and bobs, I ended up starting Social Influence, which was my first agency. Um, and I only stopped with social influence, like October last year, until um, TACT came along, which I'll go into in a wee second. Um, but within those, within, since, since, that was what, three years ago? Since that, I then got that maths qualification after going to night school, and I'm actually still in the degree at the moment. I'm still doing the education degree at uni. Um, so I it was just, I'd I, I done too much to, to just drop out of that degree and, even though I'll probably never teach a day in my life, I think with the world we're living in and even I think COVID's shown us even more so that nothing is stable. Absolutely nothing. No matter what business you're in, no matter what profession you're in, no matter if you've got four thousand followers or forty thousand followers, nothing is stable. So having that at my back at any time when I'm fifty years old, when I Definitely won't be doing social media anymore. I know for a fact that I have my teaching degree to fall back on at any time if anything happens. So I'm at Strathclyde as well just now doing that. Meanwhile, carrying on with, with the business. In October, so, sorry, let me backtrack. After Cushion, Cushion closed, and I then went on to Sanctuary and I worked in the PR marketing team at Sanctuary. I hit up the marketing team. Uh, was doing a lot of social media work. And a guy there called Keen McKenzie was doing their photograph work, their... Um, all their video work, all their content, and he had tact agents, uh, tact media at the time. Sorry, and throughout the years, we were just doing so much together. I was in all his influencer marketing stuff. He was in all my content creation stuff. To the stage where we were genuinely working together every single day. So we were like, "Why are we doing this separately? Why? Why are we working independently here when actually let's work together under tact now agency, tact agency, um, and work together." So. Tapped agency is now what I'm working under with um, Keen, and we've now got our own agency in terms of the influencer marketing side of things. We have um, our influencers on our contract, a lot of influencers are now contracted with us, both micro-influencers and uh, macro-influencers as well, which we can go into later on. Um, and we've got a lot of businesses that we're helping out just now. In fact, I can see why them's on the screen there, based at one of our new clients, which we can talk touch on later as well. Um, and we're we we're loving it, absolutely loving it. It just made so much sense to do it together, because mm. there was no point in us working together daily under two separate two separate companies when actually we were working hand in hand the whole time, really.
2: it's amazing. It seems like you don't have your your eggs in one basket, which is uh, right. really respectable, mm. especially for a twenty-one-year-old mm. coming coming out with. Oh, I just gonna say like fairly average. Um, qualifications and then moving into a space where you probably, well, obviously social media has been growing quite a lot recently, yeah. but um, Always, yeah. your spare time is amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's even, you just touching on what you said there about how social media is really taking a new turn within the last year during COVID. Companies had to come up with a new way to sell their product. Their doors weren't open. The footfall wasn't there. How can they sell their product? And the only way for that is through social media. Um, so it's been very, intri- we've been we've been the lucky ones to be able to work through this. And actually, yes, a lot of our businesses that we do work with have had to close their doors and are still shut a year later, as we're, as we're seeing. But a lot of business we, we are lucky in terms of we help businesses level up their business, level up their social media, and actually they're three times more successful than when they were when they had their premises open.
0: Wow. Adam, do you think companies are much more better off and efficient now utilising the likes of influencers than traditional traditional marketing?
1: Absolutely, Influen- I, I'll say this as a fact, people could disagree, disagree with me if they want. Influencer marketing is the way forward for any business. I would challenge someone to give me a business where I could not implement influencer marketing. People ask the question, what is influencer marketing? Or who are influencers? Everyone's an influencer. Both of you are an influencer sitting right there. My mum, who's got two followers on Instagram, is an influencer. Everyone is an influencer in their own network. So it's about utilising the correct people and put, strategizing that so it's in the, the, the company's marketing plan.
0: It, it's really interesting that you said that there, that everyone is an influencer. It doesn't matter if you have two mm-hmm. followers or whatever, because that's actually one of the questions I was going to ask you, Adam, was what makes you an influencer? I think the typical ones that people would say is, you need to be good looking, you need to have thousands of thousands of followers, yeah. um, and you need to have good banner, or good partner or whatever, for your Instagram yeah. stories. Oh,
2: you'd be shit so, sure at so, all then? Oh my God. I would, I would be <laughs> absolutely, yeah, I'd be able to gash it, every single one of them,
0: that's how I'll get zero
1: followers. That's why I keep my social media private. Oh, wow. Oh. Um, so, based on what you're asking is, what makes an influencer? Is is what you're saying? Um, having uh, being I'm great say this inverted commentary. Being good looking and having a lot of followers is all fine and well, but I work with girls and guys who have three thousand followers, four thousand followers, and actually, what we find is that the return of investment is actually higher than when we get in micro influencers, so people with a smaller amount of following, than when when we get in someone with it, with a hundred thousand followers. Reason being is that, see that person with 3,000 followers, the likelihood is they actually could potentially know that person and know them personally and Mm -hmm. trust them as a person. Whereas see the person that's sitting with 100,000 followers, those followers are from worldwide. They're from anywhere. They can be down south. They can be in Dubai. They can be anywhere. People in Dubai aren't bothered about the the nail salon that she's going to get her nails done at, but the 3,000 people are. That's three thousand potential customers in their local area. I'm not saying that all three thousand would obviously be from the local area. That's not what I'm saying, but it just shows you that the people with less followers, or as we call them, micro influencers, are just as effective, or actually, in in some cases, which I've seen myself, can be more effective than people with a hundred thousand, fifty thousand, one million followers. Adam. Um, Sorry. Sorry, Adam, I know
2: you know um, Amber Zoe because uh, I actually I, I watched a yeah. live between you both and uh, you mm-hmm. obviously touched on like that kind of local effect and that kind of Glasgow effect mm-hmm. we could look at in this particular mm-hmm. instance. Think about how influential she is and she n- doesn't necessarily have like a crazy big following but see the engagement she gets. It's absolutely unbelievable and people buy into yeah. her so much.
1: So Amber is, that, I don't know if you know this, I'm now I'm Amber's manager. Amber's... Um, oh, wow. so that was, um, Amber signed with us in I think it was January or something like that um, Amber, she won't mind me saying this at all, Amber's amazing because I like to call her my little public figure she is a public figure, that's what she is she's not just your normal, and again I'm using a broad term here, she's not just a Glasgow girl, she doesn't have the the, the fake hair, the, the lip filler, the, the nose filler she's not fake, she's a genuine person who is on the radio who's very, very good at her job but She's relatable and people like her for that reason because it's genuine. See, you go on Amber's page, again, she won't make me saying this, it's not picture perfect. It doesn't all go, the feed isn't nice and aesthetically pleasing because that's not her. But see, at the end of the day, she's got nearly 20,000 followers and that is incredible. So for example, if Amber if Amber gets invited in to, or the Hard Rock Cafe, I'm just gonna use, send her food, right? The Hard Rock Cafe could send food to someone with 100,000 followers and get incredible engagement. But actually they choose Amber because she's relatable. She's likable and people know her really well. They we listen to her daily in the car when she was at Clyde One. Now when she's at um, now she's at Pure Radio, she's a she's a well known person with a really, really solid, solid following and incredible engagement. You
2: know, mate, fair play to you, and that's a that's a massive credit to you. So uh, obviously well done in, in signing such a what I would classify as someone who has crazy influence within the Glasgow area
1: yeah i'm saying i mean even i'm sorry i'm just going to touch on this really quickly but even amber gets sorry amber gets work with like the scottish government like massive massive big jobs that i mean again as i just said they could go for people with a million followers but they don't that this is where people need to realize that influencers don't just have thousands of followers and everyone has an influencer
0: uh, so, it's, it's really interesting. so see see the agency Adam what what do you actually do yes. then for the likes of Amber right we'll just use Amber okay. as an example so, now. Let's, let's, use Amber. <laughs> let's
2: use Kyle Kyle's a better one I want to be the, the, the centre of
0: Yeah. here I, how do you get people <laughs> to tune in and actually listen to what Kyle's saying oh, <laughs> snoo- I'm just snooze fest when he's doing a story oh Kyle's doing a, right. story. a set, I better set an alarm
1: wake myself <laughs> up okay oh. Let me just touch on TACT here and the the two different sides, three different sides really to what we do. TACT has content only. So, for example, I'm just going to use the local takeaway as an example. They might call us up and say, hi, guys, we would really like some content. Can you come down with your professional equipment and get content for us with like two months worth? So that's a content side of things. Then we have the social media management side of things, which is where small businesses and big businesses too contact us and say, hi, we would like full social media management. Therefore, we would control daily posts, engaging content. We would create all that content, influence and marketing. We would do events, launch, launch events, PR drops, PR packages, any PR work, any press or media work, basically everything in one so we've got a lot of clients that we work with and they have a full package with us where influencer marketing is one of the massive parts of what they get then we have our agency side of things which is like likes of Amber and all the different people that we work with I think off the top of my head I think we've got something like 20 or 21 or whatever and they're carefully selected hand-picked people that we have chosen to work with us directly or people that we work with on a weekly basis so even before Amber was signed with me uh, or with us, sorry. Um, um, I was using Amber on a on a weekly basis with all the companies that I was working with, even when I was under social influence. So having Amber now signed with us, it just means that we can. Um, how can I put it? If I if a company contacts Amber. I then get that I then get that inquiry to my email address, and I can say, "Look, um, they can, we can then discuss rates per post. Um, some things are just gifted, which we can touch on later if you guys want. The difference between like gifted and paid products as well, um, and we can sort out the best deal for." Sorry, Amber. I'm
0: just taking it cut out a wee bit there for me anyway. I don't know if it did for Kyle. No. Just, <laughs> just, just, just that when you said about um, we can talk about that later, between rates and uh, yeah, whether so, it's gifted or not. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, so we can we can chat about whether things are if things are gifted or things are paid posts and we can really work out for those influencers mm-hmm. what the best rates are dependent on their followers, but dependent on their engagement and really what the business want as well. So for example, if the, if that business is wanting four Instagram pictures from I'm just going to keep using Amber as an example here, four pictures from Amber, two Instagram stories and a Facebook post as well, just I'm throwing that in randomly, then we can come up with the best possible rate for them.
2: It's amazing. And probably from a business perspective, because that's where myself and David uh, kind of speak to a lot of of businesses about and and where they make their money. So obviously you would, you you manage Amber Mm -hmm. and if Amber, obviously you put Amber in front of audiences to to promote products and stuff. Where where does your cut come in as such and how does that all work? You obviously don't need to go into specifics and I wouldn't expect you to, but how does it all work?
1: Yeah, so um, a lot of agencies, and people need to watch out for this actually, a lot of, especially smaller um influencers may get a message from a random agency in London saying, Hi, give us £500 and we will represent you, we will do this, we will do that, we will deal with your inquiries. That's not how we work, we would never take money from anyone, that's just not how agencies, social media agencies should work. Amber signs on with us, meaning we're, I'm just, again, I'm just using Amber, we're our exclusive management, we deal with all of our inquiries, any content she wants to get, we can go with her, Um, any advice we can give her, she's got us on 24 hour support whenever it's needed and then we would take a standard agency fee from any paid work that comes in. But in saying that, we also deal with any gifty things, which financially we don't benefit from. But we would then take on gifting, say from a company, I'm just going to use the local Chinese again, right? But as an example, the local Chinese phones up, phones up us and says, hi, we would like to give you free product. I can then think in my head, you know what? Let's take this free product, let's do a post for them, because then seen two months' time, paid work might come up. Or we can come up. Then after this, we can give it a trial, and then we can say, right, okay, how can we come up with a long-term contract where we know every two months Amber is going to do a post for them? So it's about creating the relationships. We are, we are, we we are the bridge between the influencer or public figure or model, if you like, and the business, and we we build that relationship and make sure it's the best possible deal for everyone.
2: That's really interesting. That's really interesting. So let's just take David and I for example. We uh, just say for the podcast, for example, if you were to build a strategy around the podcast, like would there be an audience that you would target? Obviously, we can deal with young professionals, so you would put us in front of an audience or put someone in front of an audience to promote for us. Um, to obviously target these specific people. And the reason I ask for that because from my very limited understanding of like paid ads and the likes of social media, etc., the first thing they ask for is who do you want your audience to be? So I'm assuming you pick mm-hmm. out that audience actually specifically for the, the client.
1: Absolutely, so for example, if um, a gym wear brand comes to us and says, hi, hey, we would like to have some influencers, there's no way we're gonna put them in front of someone who. A, hates fitness and active wear. B, would, wouldn't would feel comfortable wearing that. And, and C, frankly, isn't interested. We would then hand select our people. Do you know what? We have Labby Smith. We have Kimmy. We have all these active people who, do you know what? They would really suit that brand. Their followers love those products. Their followers buy into those products. So let's use those people. So it's about hand selecting who is good for each business. So for you guys, you guys are all about your health, your fitness, um, about young entrepreneurs, about... Um, you know really successful business people so you could then look at do you know what let's look at influencers who is a very successful business person who is under the age of 25 who can we target in fact do you know what guys let's do a giveaway let's partner up with a health and wellness coach and maybe what about a gym a wear brand let's partner up with these guys do a giveaway with a with an influencer and um let's see let's see what magic can happen do you know what you would find if we found the right person and we we got the right um if it was a giveaway or a competition or whatever, um, and we got we got the right materials there, then the page could blow up. And I've literally seen it overnight. I did a full, um, I won't mention the brand, but August last year, I did a full rebrand for a business and took them from 230 followers to 19,000 in the space of about four months. And that was simply through A, micro-influencers. All of those people had under 6,000 followers and B, competitions and giveaways. Two things as simple as, didn't cost the company a penny. Wow. And wow. now they're, they're actually they're actually over capacity now. That's the power of social media. When I say it can transform businesses overnight, and it's not always an overnight process, that's not what I'm saying, but it can genuinely transform businesses overnight.
2: And and I suppose from my perspective, every client that follows you is a potential lead. Mm-hmm. And then if you think about leads, and then obviously your end goal for the client is to try and generate leads for them, they can obviously deal with closing them. But if you can generate the leads for them, and they can and, and obviously turn that into actually um, into cash, then obviously that's the, the main goal in the end. No, it's it's really really Absolutely. inspiring to hear.
1: Can I just touch on something you said there? Sorry, just really quickly. By saying that, I I don't want people to think that you need to have a high amount of followers to be a successful business. What is important is that, I'm going to use a little nail salon down the road again. The nail salon down the road only has 300 300 followers, but do you know what? It's not about those three hundred followers? It's about turning those three hundred followers into paying customers. That's what's important. It's all fine and well having three thousand, four thousand, nineteen thousand, twenty thousand followers as a business, but are those twenty thousand people coming to your shop every single week? Are they buying from your website every single week? Are you getting twenty thousand people, uh, twenty thousand members um, of the public, being trafficked to your website every single week? It's a, that's what's important: turning the the followers into paying customers.
0: Right. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's actually we had that, um, God, what was his name? Yeah. Neil, Neil, Neil McLean. Yeah. Uh, he he touched on that, actually, and it's, it's, it's so true. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've got so many questions when it comes to influencers. Right. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of them is, oh, I've got two actually here that's coming out of my head. One is it a viable full time job for someone. OK. okay. And because you hear a lot of people, especially young people these days, that say, I want to be an influencer. Right. I think you would both agree that. I would love to be an influencer. It's all glitz and glam. I'm just yeah. taking photos. I get gifted all these yeah. products. Um,
2: you, you are an influencer, David, but we've just learned that from Adam. Just because you're like... <laughs> everyone's an logo. influencer. Exactly.
0: You've... Everyone's <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Um, so one, is it a viable career? And two,
1: okay.
0: is it tough for the, the... Is it tough being an influencer? Probably on the larger scale the ones with the larger followers that are having to that have got that specific brand of I've got the fillers in I've got the boob job or whatever it is if you're a female whatever it is for the male side the male side would be I've got a banging eight pack whatever it be like can that be quite stressful I feel like we always like we don't always tend mean to do it but everything sort of comes back to mental health as well I don't know if you'd agree with that Kyle I would say that, that I would say that can be quite stressful
1: Absolutely. So let's just deal with this one at a time. The first one is it a viable career. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm not. I don't want to touch on financials too much or individuals, but let's touch on I
2: zeros know. at the zeros
1: in the
0: end. Yeah, give, give, give us. Right, oh, babe, obviously, I'll, I'll, don't I'll go into specifics with your clients or anything. But what 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 yeah. can you make as an influencer? Per post,
1: I'll, I'll be very, I'll be very, very careful what I say here. But I'm definitely not mentioning names. But I have girls who I work with directly, and indirectly who could earn at least four figures a post. At wow. least, that's incredible. <laughs> and like, as in, I'm not talking like just four figures. Is what I'm saying. Oh wow! <laughs> and I'm, what I will say is, what I will say is that is not millions of followers by any okay. manner of means but so, uh, again that comes down to but what does it what does the client actually want from that so for example do they want four pictures do they like again the magic even happens more when it's a contracted thing so um the the, the client might say okay we will give you four to five figures per post but you cannot work with any other clothing brand okay or you cannot work with x y z mm-hmm. so there's a lot of factors people don't see all this stuff they don't see the contracts they don't see the hours of planning the hours of um contractuals the so and also a, a massive misconception is that people think influencers get sent things they wear it they take a picture of it and they post it that's not what happens an influencer has sent things they wear it they take pictures they post it no, sorry they don't they don't post it they take the pictures those pictures then get sent away for approval. The brand might hate them and say, absolutely not, that's not getting posted. They then have to go back out, reshoot those images, send them back, get approval again. The brand then say, we want this posted at this exact time on this date. After that, you then have to send your insights in. Your insights go for analysis. You get feedback on your on your insights. People don't see all this. It's you not a Iron quick Man. job. It's, yeah, not, it's a not a quick job. It is not a, a five-minute get your picture and post. That's not what this is. When I'm talking, I can be I can be working on one image for two weeks. Like wow. honestly, uh, people people don't don't see this work, but this is where ma- this is where management comes into play because I'm going to use Libby Smith as an example, who's one of our influencers. In fact, I would love to get Libby in a conversation with the four of us. Actually, I think it'd be very interesting. But Libby is a single mum. She um, is a fitness instructor, a, a Zumba coach, and um, she as an influencer as well libby's not got time to deal with inquiries or contracts or she's too busy looking after her son independently i'm trying to run her business at the same time i'm trying to do instagram at the same time that it's too much it's not it's not enough but again the other side to that is that there's people with maybe less followers who do all of this just for gifting and what annoys me the most is see when people turn around and say influencers are embarrassing, they're this, they're that. Do not tell me if a Little Thing or ASOS sent you a package and told you to get pictures in it that you wouldn't go and do it for free clothes. Do not tell me you wouldn't do that. And it really, real, enjoy it. Is I, I'm just going to be truly honest here. Anyone that says bad things about influencers are jealous. Absolutely oh, it's, jealous. It's, because it's, it's, see, it's at the end that? of the day, they're not—they're not getting five hundred pounds worth of clothes every single month from a brand that they're absolutely loving to be buying anyway. They're not getting invited to the best restaurants in Glasgow, or the best nightclubs in Glasgow for free, getting anything they want. They're not getting that. So anyone that says that influencers are embarrassing for going and getting pictures in the street or doing what they have to do at the end of the day—see if, if that was what the brand wants, then that's what the—that's what the brand wants. And you know, sorry, I'm going—I'm going a I'm going massive rant here, but. Right. there was a massive massive um i'm going to say outcry but that's the wrong word about all these influencers going up silverburn car park and getting their pictures i was, right? I was actually about to say this this is hilarious right? <laughs> i am sorry i am sorry if you can get good lighting and industrial background that's really neutral and that's what a brand wants then of course you're going to go up silverburn car park and get your pictures absolutely okay. and do something you're out of the rain as well so your hair's not going to get wet so it's a win-win for them all david i saw you
2: up there the last weekend I just saw you. We are a health, and <laughs> up, health, health and hustle, good on. No, fair play. To do you know? I, I I have to put my hand up. And I'm, I'd be very surprised if David didn't do the same. See, as I, I would say, males particularly have a, a stereotype around influencer influencers, male and female. I would probably say male to male f- f- influencers. There's there's still like a, mm-hmm. a, a yeah, a stereotype. I would say around like. It's, it's just not as classified as what... I, if a female was to do it, it seems more acceptable. Um, Absolutely. Whereas, Absolutely. I would say in the last year, I like genuinely the last year, I've, I've been like, my goodness, man, see the door coming through the door and the, like the deals that they're getting and stuff like that. I'm like, fair play. Oh, do you know what? I've got a massive respect really, for business.
1: And what I would say is uh, we have girls in our own team that have 30,000 followers but are making... Almost at the four-figure mark, not quite. But they're almost there, and they've only got thirty thousand followers. What they can make from one post is genuinely what people bring in in a week. Wow, really? It really is. So, it is the most incredible career. Yes, it's stable. I mean, if Instagram shuts down tomorrow, then it ain't so stable. But it is absolutely. It can absolutely be a career, at one hundred percent. But it is in terms of being I don't mean stable in terms of the money can come in but you don't know when is what I would say Mm -hmm. so one month you could have 10 paid jobs the next month you could have two so you need to be prepared for that as well but when we're, we're, we're talking like bigger scale here people that have got you know the I would say they're really 100k plus here um absolutely I know multiple in fact I know a lot of people that it's a full-time career and they're yeah. very very good at it
2: and i'm assuming that you've got some people in the books as well that have part-time jobs full-time jobs mm. no jobs and stuff so i'm assuming that there mm-hmm. is that mix there
1: absolutely most i mean i would say 80 percent of the people that we work with have full-time jobs and this is a incredible extra on the side but do you know what else it's an incredible extra financially but do you know what they love it they do, absolutely do we- love it.
2: Tell me this, Adam. Obviously, and this is in my head, and this might be totally wrong, but from like an influencer side, I, I see a lot of people in retail. Retail, obviously, a lot of clothes, and, and they can take their photos, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Is there anyone like, on your books that have like they're like lawyers and, and stuff like that as well, or is there any kind of big kind of professionals that, that, that do the influencing?
0: Well, obviously, me um, and you know, Adam are going to have a conversation after last cable, but
1: I've already booked them in, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, i have i don't I, I don't have any full-time lawyer i've got a trainee lawyer okay that i'm working with just now and uh, she's at she's at uni um, what I, what you will find is there's a lot of, not in our books, but there's a lot of doctor influencers. It's not a lot. Even if you even want to look at Dr. Alex from Love Island. Yeah, so, um, so he, he just got a
2: big, it, big deal with, recently with the, the government
1: oh, as well, Man, fair play to him. Phenomenal, phenomenal work. Um, and a lot of that, unfortunately, obviously from his brother who unfortunately um, passed away, was it this year or last year? So sad, but he is using his platform for, for good you know um if you look at the Glasgow Glasgow Girls club they have a massive network of females that are doing incredible work in Glasgow and they actually have I'm sure it's every week or maybe it's every month but they have a doctor who has a very substantial and um following on Instagram who comes on answers questions every single week and does all these amazing things and there is a lot of there is a lot of professionals that do Instagram as well and use their profession to do good
2: so absolutely. I had this conversation uh, recently, and you know when you talked on you touched on the doctor aspect there? Um, and I'm I'm absolutely fine talking about it. As one one of my good pals is a dentist, and he set up a, a, a dentistry page, and it, it was all like I mean I've seen a lot of really good dentistry pages based on the fact of like turkey teeth, piano keys in the mouth, yeah. the full shebang and that is so attractive to look at. But see when you put a photo up of someone getting a filling. It's not got the same sort of reaches of someone <laughs> does when they've got piano keys in their mouth. Um, so can't, I, I can't imagine it would. Do you know what? It's not great, but yeah, again, dentist. I've seen a lot of really like. Oh. I, can, I can imagine they must have a kind of side hustle going on with a dentist here because big influencers.
1: Absolutely, we have we have we work with uh, a few dentists directly and I work on the influencer market as well, and um, it's a huge huge market huge. Um, dentist work is, uh, dentist working cosmetics as a whole is absolutely massive just now, um, and, and influencer wise, um, they love it because they're they're getting either really good deals or quite often it can be you know like really you have to pay like just the cost price or whatever it may be, um, but they're they're delighted, absolutely delighted.
0: Adam, you mm. actually touched on influencers getting to go to the best nightclubs and restaurants and all that kind of jazz. Obviously, that's kind of off the cards for the time being. Um In the UK, anyway, Absolutely. hopefully things start to ease. I don't know if they have down south, actually. But I suppose my question is, see, post-COVID, do you think that will blow up a wee bit in terms of, like, pubs and restaurants and nightclubs utilising influencers even more?
1: Absolutely. So what I would say is... If you look at different businesses in Glasgow, I won't name names, but they started doing this, like the home deliveries and things like that. Huge, huge restaurants, well-known ones in Glasgow. They're doing really well. They're selling out every single weekend. They're using, the, the, they're utilising influencer marketing to push that to the absolute maximum that they can. I, I think from the conversations I'm hearing and what we've been planning ourselves, events is my favourite thing to do. It's my favourite part of my job and influencer events are incredible for for businesses even like for you guys you could absolutely do an event no problem at all any business no matter what they do can do a, a launch event right or just an event in general um i think when this is over or I, I hate saying that but when this is over i think events are going to be humongous and i think businesses are going hell for leather with it i really think they are mm-hmm. i think they're going to try and put on the best possible events and. What I would say is the, the thing about events and what is important to any business owners listening out there who would maybe like to do an Instagram event or um, do any of these kind of things. It's so important to remember. My number one tip to anyone doing these kind of things is provide as many Instagrammable moments as you possibly can. So from your entertainment to your decor to your invitation, everything has to be Instagrammable. So you need to provide those opportunities and give those influencers something to post. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you know what?
0: Do you know what it sounds like, and I don't know if you're thinking the same thing, Kyle. What was that program that it was like that documentary of that guy, that con man who held that event and did the on the island? Was it called oh, Fire? Uh, fire, fire uh, was
2: it something like Fire Island or something?
0: But yeah, it was basically that. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was
2: unbelievable. It was yeah, such an much. interesting,
0: such an interesting thing. But it was just everything that you just spoke about there is basically. What this guy done, <laughs> like utilized Instagram. It was, he got all the influencers and they did that. Was it the orange background or something? Oh,
2: I can't remember all the It was something, it
0: was something <laughs> mental and it just blew up. And they, they, they actually tried to host the event and then it was just like nothing. People had paid, they were selling tickets at like thousands <laughs> and thousands, like a pound. I-
2: Adam Adam's back garden looked better than that uh, the, the, the tents that they were using out there. It was like it's not about oh. oh my goodness it was so unbelievable. Do you know that 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 literally comes perfectly onto my next question? And it was all around the and, and I want you to I want this to sound respectable because I, I don't want to come across negative, but the, the the fake side of influencing because obviously there's a lot of you, you do it you do it for the gram, I suppose you, you try and say like that. That's a very kind of yeah. slogan that comes with it. But th- th- there, there's a lot of things put on for the sole purpose of marketing, and it is a business. But there's a lot of things that are like put in place just for that reason.
1: Is that right? Of course. Uh, well, I would say absolutely yes. Are you mean in terms of like the event side of things where things are put there for a reason and it's all planned kind of thing? Is that absolutely. what you mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, what i would say is you need to remember that that's been put there for a reason because these yeah. people are there to do a job so uh, yes it's fake and yes you can probably see right through it but the fact you're even talking about it means it's working yeah.
0: you thought about like the likes of the everyone does the plane thing it's like not even if it's not even an actual plane it's like you can hire out uh oh,
1: yeah i saw the like back of that I mean, yeah, that that's definitely doing it for the grant. Absolutely, that's, that's but, but do you know what? see if that's going to get them the reach that they need to or the, the, the likes that they need to get for a certain brand or whatever it is, or they're, they're creating good content, then do you know what, who are we to judge? Do you know what we, let them let them do it. It's, it's not for me hiring a plane to sit on and um, get pictures and it's definitely not for me. I'm happy with the blank wall around the corner, but, um, I, I i do i i don't know what you mean though some of it is very very put on you can see right through it but the fact that you even notice it or talk about it just shows that you know the power influencer marketing is huge
2: do you know what? we what? started this conversation <laughs> off purely with that post that you put up on your instagram all about your mm-hmm. birthday it was the first thing we spoke mm-hmm. about we now david will be the same we now not understand who the drinks co are we know who the event co, mm-hmm. the, the co- are yeah. we, we know and, and, and obviously, my fiance Rebecca, we were looking at like the, the, the balloons and all that, and we're thinking, goodness, we're not never even known that, but like, well, we've got a wedding coming up. And these are the sort of things you go, you've actually influenced us, and you, you put, mm-hmm. it, it was all for show. Of course it was, because you couldn't have 100 people in your house for, for a, no, a big of course party. It. You've already ticked a box in, in the current circumstances.
1: But if that means that that company can get promo out of giving me a tent for four days, to the extent where they're actually now they're so busy with inquiries that they're now their turnover time is now forty hours when it's normally twelve hours. So you need to think giving a guy with seven thousand followers, not even seven thousand followers sorry a tent for a week a few days to the return that they're going to get is just absolutely incredible. What I've also done quite cleverly, if I do say so myself, actually, but we have done a, a giveaway um, with the with the team from the weekend. So, Thrill Events, The Drinks Co. And The Event Tent Co. And we're giving someone a chance to win £200 to spend at Phil and The Drinks Co. And an overnight stay in the Glamping Tent. All of these companies picked up about 300 followers within the, tw- the first 24 hours of that. So, it just shows you, again, hitting home the fact of you do not need millions of followers to be successful or the, the influencers that you, whoever whoever's listening, if, whatever business you have, if you ever choose to have influencers come in or use your products, it's so important to just realize, actually, let's forget about followers and let's look at people for their personality and the network that they have around them and the engagement they get, rather than just that summer figure that sits at the top of their Instagram page. Yeah, What was I gonna say? Oh, that's
2: what I was gonna
0: say, Adam. Um, you said that you, as the agency, you carefully handpick your clients, mm. right? So, mm. what is your what, what's the agency's goal, like ambitions? Do you want to be a big, massive agency? Do you want to
1: no.
0: get loads of clients okay. or do you want to keep it local?
1: So, in terms of the agency work, like as in with our sound influencers, we want to keep that very hand-selected people that we really want to work with and people that we believe we can help as well. There's no point of us signing people random or as willy-nilly for, for no reason when we actually, do you know what, actually don't know you as a person, don't know who you are, I don't know the brands you work with, whereas everyone that we've got to you know, do you know what, one of the guys we're working with just now, Dylan Ramage, he is an absolute gem, honestly, he's the nicest guy I've ever met. 18 years old, he's got over 100,000 followers on TikTok, his Instagram is growing at an absolutely rapid rate, and you know something, he's just so ambitious, he's so kind, he's so caring, he shouts about mental health, he shouts about positivity and you're another great guy, if you could get him on this show, you would absolutely love him, he is so good, so it's about hand-selecting people who do you know something, we actually really want to work with you we want to help you get these brand deals, make this I mean Dylan's aim, and he won't mind me saying this is to do this job full-time, it's not that he's doing full-time just now, but it will be eventually, and I would put money on it that it's going to be his full-time job because he's got that ambition and he's good at he's good at what he does. Do you know what you actually so just mentioned
0: that You actually just Sorry. mentioned TikTok, right? And mm. I can't believe I've I've, I've not even thought
2: of it. <laughs> Do
0: you know what I've got it and I, and I actually don't use it unless someone sends me a video, mm. right? But you've just said yeah. there he's got over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Is that inc- I take it that's incredible? Like in terms of wow, oh, yeah, is that oh, wow wow?
1: Yeah, a TikTok's a different ballgame, is what I would say. And it's definitely not my, I'll be the first to admit, it's not my forte at all. Um, I even have it, I don't really know how to use it. It's just not, it's just not for me. Um, but people like Dylan, who utilise it on a daily basis, is just, uh, wow. I mean, I know people that have got a million followers on Instagram, but really they've only got 2,000 followers on TikTok. TikTok's so much, it just works in a completely different way to Instagram, even in terms of their algorithm and how it works. A lot. I'll be honest with you. A lot of brands don't like working on TikTok because they can't estimate what they're really, really going to get. Mm-hmm. Where because I mean, if I even look at Dylan's page, one one TikTok could get eight hundred likes. The next one can get sixty-three thousand. The next one can get two million. The next one can get thirty-five million views. You just can't call it. You really can't. The
0: algorithms or...?
1: Algorithm does have a lot to do with it, but it's about the content that's used, about the songs that are used. It comes from it's a massive range of things, if I'm being truly honest with you. Um, and, Brian, you just can't trust it. You really you don't know what's coming next with it. And because, it's yes, Instagram is a trend and there's ever-changing trends, I would say TikTok's even more of a trend because every single day there's a new song, there's a new dance, there's a new um, whatever it may be. It's just is just so different all of the time. But someone like Dylan, who actually, he doesn't do all the dances, he doesn't do all the tricks or whatever it is, the transitions and whatever. He actually just goes on and speaks about mental health and has a laugh with people and enjoys what he's doing and does weird and fit things and people love it. And at the same time, and I'll be honest with you, if anyone is out there trying to be an influencer, whatever you want to call it, um, when people utilise their platforms at the same time, it is where the magic happens. So for someone who's just on Instagram, does very well, that's absolutely fine. If you add YouTube into the mix, the chances are that they're both going to go at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Or if you have, if you look at someone I'm going to use Saffron Barker for an example, massive YouTuber, I think she's probably got like two million on on YouTube, one million on Instagram, but because she does those things hand in hand, that is where the magic happens, because she's scaffolding her followers and building them both up at the same time, so having multiple platforms as an influencer can be so important, is what I would say.
2: David, I don't even think I told you this one. Uh, I, I get Someone reached out to me, oh, I don't know, maybe six months ago, and they had three quarters of a million. Sorry, sorry hold
1: on. That was the most influencer thing I've ever heard. Someone reached out to me.
2: Oh, is it, oh it's, see, that's it. I'm an influencer.
1: Uh, David, uh,
2: David, come on. I'm on I'm on the track already.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I,
2: I, I feel like I'm falling into the trap. I'm falling into the
1: song, trap. The oh,
2: wow. <laughs> Let me rephrase it. I need to think about it. Someone messaged me, someone messaged me, someone messaged me on, on Instagram and said, would you train me for free? I'll give you exposure uh, on my socials, This I'll give you X post on this platform, this platform, this platform. I was like, "I mean, for me, it's great. Someone who doesn't have a huge following, runs a successful business, but doesn't have a huge following. And uh, I was like, do you know what? I'm not gonna lose out of it. I'll customize a plan for you, make it work for you. My time investment would be absolutely huge. Hopefully, the returning investment. But all I can say, Adam, is that the management behind it, and I don't want to go into details here because it, it might come back to bite me. But the management behind it was I'm absolute like, it was atrocious, absolutely atrocious. So much so they put up like two posts. I got like I, I don't know. 50 followers from this person that were absolute garbage. Not a single of them, one of them was a lead, and it just should go go to show the quality of the followers that were following her. So yes, Amber has like 30,000 followers, but her engagements like like 100 like every single one of her followers like yeah. engages in our in our uh, stuff. Whereas this person had 750,000 followers on her yeah. uh, TikTok had like X amount, half a million on our Instagram, but crazy numbers. And these the leads that were coming through just
1: were absolutely horrific. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a few things to say about that. Number one, again, and I, I keep repeating this, but it's hitting home the fact that those seven hundred thousand followers made no difference to you. I can point blank guarantee you someone with seven thousand followers would be just as effective for you. Second thing I would say is it is so important for business owners to keep this in mind when they're implementing influencers in their marketing strategy, you need to set clear guidelines. And you know something? Don't think it comes across as rude, because you know something? It makes influencer's life so much easier if they have exact guidelines and they know exactly what's expected of them when to go in. So, for example, if that nail shopper in the corner says, come in, we expect two stories this week and two stories next week, that influencer knows exactly what's expected in return exactly what they're doing and then they walk out the door and that's it see did you set guidelines for that person when they when you agreed to have them
2: i have to put my hand up they they helped set the guidelines for me and i upsold the guidelines there and yet, yes oh do you know I, and i know you're shaking your head there because and that i suppose you need to put yourself in put someone in a position like me who, who doesn't have that understanding of what it should be like and what i should be looking mm-hmm. for so if someone's coming out to me and saying oh do you know what i'll do xyz and, and the return on investment of my time isn't absolutely huge. I'm like, mm-hmm. let's, let's do it, man. Let, let's do it. And I, I obviously, mm-hmm. from like a business side, she was like, I'll do this. And I was like, no, you can do this. And I, we can upsold it a bit. And it was just an absolute waste of time. So, yeah, you, yeah. Do you, know, you, you hit the nail on the head.
1: Yeah, I mean, having clear guidelines is so, so important before going into any agreement at all. Also, having that agreement on paper is really, really important, is what I would say. The third most important thing I would say is, you know, something that's actually easier going through. Some I'm not promoting myself here. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, any social media agency in general, it is so much easier to go through someone like our business because our people know what to expect. They're used to doing this. It's pretty much a part-time job for them or a very – they do it every single month. They know what's coming. They know what to expect. So choosing the right people actually sometimes is better coming from – social media agency rather than an independent person
0: adam do you want to tell us a wee bit about bayfit am i saying
1: that right okay so yeah bayfit bayfit is one of our new clients who started with us i would say like the last week in december or something like that who are doing so well and actually ties really nicely into the health part of what you guys are um what you guys are all about so bayfit is a, a brand new glasgow brand who are just doing incredibly well just now and who are solely relying on influencer marketing to carry their business. Now, the reason I wanted to discuss this is because that page only has five hundred followers. I think it may be like six hundred or something like that by now. But do you know, something through the connections and through the right influencers that are chosen. Again, I'm not. I'm just saying it's not about the amount of followers that business has. It's the five hundred followers that can actually be paying customers there. Or six hundred yep. followers, whatever it is. So I just wanted to really tie that in and about choosing the correct influencers there because it is just so important. David, I don't
2: know if you you went onto the website. The stuff looks amazing, man. I, I thought really, really, I, yeah.
1: it does look really nice.
0: I was actually on it earlier on. I really like the yeah, the, really good the zipper. No, it
1: looked awesome. So, they, they are one of our clients who has full social media marketing so we deal with their website all their photo shoots the e-coms we organize the models the influencers um, any um pr um like relations stuff any press stuff all images content creation everything all in one package um from us so and again that was only they only started properly it was the last week in December, but then there was a problem obviously with COVID and getting the products over and things like that. So there was a bit of a hold up. But we really started pushing from something I think it was like the first week in February or something like that. And if it continues going the way, it's going just now, it's going to be very successful. Um but again the the influencers chosen there all had under twenty thousand followers. Every one of them. And most actually, sorry, I'm going to change that. Two had twenty thousand followers, the additionals had under ten thousand. And it, is like, it just goes to show how powerful micro co-influencers are. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think you might have said this there, but I'm not 100% sure. See, when you say, right, so they got, they fit, they've got, BayFit have got the full package, right? So you're managing absolutely yeah. everything for them, including their social media. So see, when you say you're managing their social media for them, are you, at, are you providing them with the content to post and writing scripts for them, or are you actually acting on their behalf and posting on their behalf?
1: Our job is to let business owners focus on business while we deal with their marketing. So, I mean, put it this way, I don't even know if the owner of Bayfit has access to the Instagram account. That's how much we right. take okay. over. So every, every single time that something's posted, all the you know, a caption that you see, that's called the copy. So um, all the copywriting is done by us, all the caption creation, content, pictures, images, Everything, graphics, everything that's posted is posted by us strategically, everything. And you need to remember, it's so important for for business owners, please get in touch if you need help with this. But Instagram provide you with tools to show you when is best to post. So if you look on your, your Instagram page and there's a section called insights, on your Instagram page, you can. Uh, uh, you have to have a business account. So you can just switch over to a professional business account on your settings. When you do that, you get access to your insights, which tells you what percent of followers are from the UK and other parts of the world, what your age ranges are, when is the best time to post, when are your followers active, what days are your followers most active on. They literally spoon feed you the best time to engage with your audience, and people don't use it. Why on earth would you post at nine in the morning when do you know something? Actually, if you're a coffee shop, all your mums are in the school run, they're not seeing your post. They're too busy or they're at work. Why would you do that? Instead, let's look at Instagram, see when all those see when all those followers are active and actually using the tools that Instagram are giving you to do that, obviously we can do proper analysis on a professional level, but for people that aren't working with social media agencies, use the tools that Instagram are giving you. They're there for a reason. Just make sure you're on a professional Instagram account on your settings. Again, if anyone needs help with anything, they can get in contact with us. We'll be able to point them in the right direction and use the tools that Instagram are giving. Do you know, David's gonna laugh
2: at this one, and I don't know, David, did you see my post on Instagram today? Uh, <laughs> no, one, 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 wait, one <laughs> sec. laughing at man? No one sec. I texted boys beforehand, so just just to give you a bit of an insight. Obviously, okay. I, I, as a, as a business, or or as my my page, Coach Kyle Young, is as a kind of business slash personal page. So I, I just use it uh, in between. Sometimes I post photos of myself and Rebecca. Sometimes it's just like stuff to business, etc. But. I, I do a lot of like uh, research into digital marketing. I, I love all that stuff. I don't I wouldn't say I'm absolutely the best at it or anything, but I was reading all about reels and the Instagram reels and you're saying obviously use like uh what Instagram gives you <laughs> Exactly. So I looked I, I I think this must have been last week. I made like just a, a reel and it was talking about I can't remember what my first one was, like steps or something like that. And I'm I'm laughing even thinking about it because I'm thinking this isn't me, man. This, th- this isn't the kind of thing I would normally do. I can't even tell you the, the impact it's had on my engagement. like Insane. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. seeing that look at my insights and you've obviously spoken about like some of the things and stuff like that, like if we're actually going to say, look, use the tools and use them effectively, I, I've 100% mm-hmm. looked into it, used the tools and it's worked for me. Um, absolutely. Like I've, I've had leads in the back of it, I've had people with more comments on it, like much higher engagement on the views themselves in mm-hmm. the respect that, I don't know if it was the hashtags that I'm using or, or just the, the um, audience that it goes to but yeah, you're absolutely right and it probably links in back into that is that kind of me, is that the kind of thing that I would normally do? Probably not but it's actually got my face onto my Instagram and I suppose that's half the battle
1: Absolutely, so Again, why why would Instagram give you a function such as reels not to be used? Why would you Why would you not use them? Even if it is simple as a short video, it doesn't have I saw the one you posted. I don't know if it was today or not. And you were like doing this with your hands. It was all the information kind surrounding you. Like that's all fine. Well, that's amazing. That's really good content. And I I I'm not surprised that you're seeing your engagements that went up there because that is a new feature on Instagram. They will push that to the top of the algorithm because they want people to see it. Of course they're going to do that. So using those tools when they first come out are so important. Guys, I'm going to give you a wee heads up here. Instagram are now um, allowing us to do Instagram Lives, but you can do it as a group. So before, for example, myself and Kyle could go on and do an Instagram Live, but David couldn't join in. That is now a thing where you can do it as a group, a group call on a live so guys please the day they come out please utilize that because i can guarantee you every single one of your notifications every single one of your followers are going to get notifications in your life use it use it to your advantage it's so important and again i'm going to hit home at the, the impact of lives as well lives are so important if you are not doing at least one a month you're doing something wrong one a month and you need to be I've got a rule of 30 as well for for engagement you need to be engaging with 30 people per day on your Instagram if you're a business whether that's random people I don't care if it's your followers you don't follow them whatever the rule of 30 30 likes 30 comments get it done and you'll see a massive difference between 30 days
0: Chris Reeve, actually, another kind of social media company he sees from down south, um, said something similar. Actually, I don't know if his was quite the number thirty. I think he said maybe just at least engage with one person or whatever it was once a day. Whether you're just Absolutely. commenting on yeah. a photo or whatever it be, he's like that makes all the difference. them so, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: and one thing I wanted to actually say is, <clears throat> from a business point of view, I think it's <clears throat> a tremendous idea. The thought of Handing your social media over to a company just to manage that completely for you because, as we said earlier on, like obviously from the influencer uh, point of view, being quite stressful thinking of posts like Mm. Kyle, you you make a point of like posting every day, right, whatever it is. How long does it take you really to think of all of that content, make sure it's posted on time? I swear, my life,
2: I'm not even joking, it's like a full time job, and I'm not even. (laughs) And you can understand why people go to the lights of Adam and 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 deal, with, and get someone to deal with it. And it was funny because I had a conversation with uh, a, a digital a, a digital marketing agency recently, all about paid advertising. And mm-hmm. basically, the guy, the guy came on sales chat and all that. And I've been in a lot of seminars, a lot of masterminds, a lot of just self development stuff. Um, so I understand what they're trying to do when they're getting on the phone with me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, the guy was talking away. a lovely, lovely guy. And I was like, before I go any further, like what I want you to do is literally, I'll give you all my account details and you just set it up and do it. And he was like, No, like what I want you to do is, is learn about it and all that. And I was like, mate, I've got a full time job. I run a part time business. I run a podcast. I've got a fiance and I've got a house. I've got do you know? And I'm not trying to be that I'm that really busy guy, because I'm not trying to say that, but the
1: time investment in that is, I would rather just pay someone to go and do it for me. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the saying, if you're going to do something, you need to do it right. And you, actually, <clears throat> if you're going to do something, you need to do it right, you need to do it right first time.
0: Yeah. I'm going to put you in the spot a wee bit here, Adam. Is it affordable mm-hmm. for a business? A startup business, Make it obviously I'll make it I need a better question.
1: It depends who you ask. <laughs> okay, so what I would say is most agencies. I'll speak on behalf of most. Well, I definitely know most of the Glasgow ones, but everything is bespoke. So uh, we don't have a, a set price for every. Like, not every business comes to us and get the same thing. That's just unrealistic. There's no way a startup business can afford the same as what MTV would pay. Us. It just doesn't work like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or what it'll pay, all poly pay for content or whatever. It's it's just not possible. So it's about making social media work with the budget that they have if that makes sense but I, I will not lie it does come with a price of course it does if it if it if you're going to do it you need to do it right yes it's an investment but as soon as these people see the return of investment after two weeks three weeks a month they then actually say you know something i wish i doubled that for you at the start because where would i be now
0: mm-hmm. So, do you have any guarantees as a business that runs social media platforms for businesses for the likes of our return on investment within one to three months? I'd
2: already so said that, I don't really say that. If that was the case,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I would say, I would I say this to every client. And it's one of the first conversations I have with them is that we are not magicians. We will not wave a magic wand and all of a sudden you are going to be a multi million overnight. That's not the way it works, okay? But what I can guarantee is that we will put all the necessary tools together that we know work with the correct combination strategy behind it to make it successful. Whether that takes, I mean, again, I won't name names, but the business we launched in August, August, sorry, who reached 19,000 followers within six months or whatever it was, that that was because all those elements, those successful elements come together. But I, I could do the exact same strategy for another company and it's slower. It just depends on the products, the price. There's so much, the place, the four P's of marketing, really. It just it totally, it totally depends. But what we can guarantee is that we will bring everything we possibly can with the contacts we have as well. We're very, people that work in, this is a very broad term, but people that work in social media are very, very, very well-connected people. We know people in different businesses and we're able to do collaborations and competitions and giveaways to get businesses to the stage where they need to be. So, no, I can't guarantee anything overnight at all, but I can guarantee, or any results overnight, but I can guarantee that we'll bring everything we can to make it happen.
2: Love that. Can I I touch on, and I really, I'm absolutely loving this conversation, and beforehand, myself and David spoke around, like, actually touching all these different points, and I know that my knowledge of everything to do with influencers is huge now, but with regards to the slightly negative aspect of, of social media and influencing, and we talk a lot about mm. mental health in the podcast, obviously mental health is, is a huge talking yeah. point at the moment, and it comes down to obviously the exposure that all these influencers are getting with hundreds of thousands of followers and, and Probably the negative impact of what people don't see, and I, I kind of touched on it earlier, like hide, you, you said, kind of hide the wiring. You, that, that wasn't your words, but you, you do everything in the background so people don't see the um, what's mm-hmm. going on. They see the finished article. But give us a bit of your either your own experience or influencer experience of the kind of negative effect in social media and how it's maybe had a, a, a bad influence on on their uh, well
1: This is this is such. Such a I would say a tabo subject to be honest with you because you know what, it's not spoke about enough. And I, I do think that mental health has been spoken about and it's been it's especially now even more so. But specifically mental health with influencers, people do not talk about it enough. I'm sorry, they just don't. I know people that cannot or actually have the fear of going to the shop or going to Tesco or wherever it is because they know they're going to get spoken to, they'll get shouted at, they'll get anything you can imagine. I'm going to speak about Molly May for a second here. If you look at, if you don't know who Molly May is, massive influencer, 5.1 million followers on Instagram, was on Love Island. Molly, actually in one of her vlogs featured a section where she was actually getting shouted verbal abuse as she was walking out Selfridges, just going to leaving her shopping. Like, as she was finished shopping, no one deserves that. And do you know, something just because she's got a high following doesn't, no one in the workplace, in your workplace, you wouldn't deal with that. If you were a doctor, if you were a dentist, if you're a teacher, if you work in a shop, you wouldn't accept that. So, why should mm-hmm. influencers? Do you know there's actually, I hate talking about it because I actually don't even like giving it space on the internet to be spoken about, but there's a website called Tattle, and do you know they actually anonymously slag, slaughter, Abuse, bully influencers anonymously, and I just think to myself, "How could you be so sad?" It's actually pathetic that people people have the time to go on that and do that. Genuinely pathetic, right? And I know people who, I mean, I'm going to touch on Caroline Flack here as well, right? Obviously, Caroline's situation is a little bit different, but she was a massive public figure. Do you know? No one deserves that amount of hate, no matter what you do, right? No one deserves to have death threats sent into their inbox on a daily basis, having to wake up and look. And I actually know a girl who had a baby start or end of November, whatever it was, and comments anonymously on that title website saying her baby deserves to die. Are you joking? Imagine waking up and reading that about your own child. Man. Like, about... It's just it's an it's another world, and the best thing the best thing influencers influencers can do, and I know this is ridiculous and it actually shouldn't be the case, but ignoring it is the only way.
0: I was actually just about to ask how how the influencers. I see when you've got see you're at a certain point. Can I? Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the term Z-list celebrity, right? I don't know yeah, if that would yeah. be a love island, but you know, not not high echelon like a Tom Cruise or a a famous actor in Hollywood, but someone that's done a reality TV that's came out and is now massive on social media with the the younger generation and whatnot. Do you think, like, is it a case of, yeah, I need to use social media because that's now the career path I'm going to focus down. It's going to open up a lot of avenues for me, a lot of opportunities. It's going to make me a lot of money. However, in the same breath, I need to distance myself from it. So as you say, like, oh, I would imagine all these people have got someone managing those posts for them, actually.
1: Um, Yes, 100%. But what I would say is, is that a lot of the people, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to use Love Island as a broad term here, but a lot of people from Love Island would come off of the show and then they're like, okay, what's next? And you know what? A brand deal doesn't come up. They don't get their own clothing line with ASOS or O'Poly or whoever it is, PLT, whoever. They don't get all these amazing things. And they're left thinking, they've actually just left their full-time job to go on a show thinking they're gonna make it and that's them forever. Five minutes later, they're actually back in their office job. So I think social media naturally is the next step for them. But the people who are really screwed on are the ones who can actually go go and build a business off of the back of their following. That business might not necessarily be selling product or doing X, Y, and Z, a clothing range, whatever any business that they can promote and use their followers. Most people come off of Love Island with at least a million followers, if we're being truly honest about it. Between the 900 and one, mil- sorry, that's a million there. Uh, yeah. Between between 900 and a million um, followers. Using those people and using the, using that following and turning that on its head to utilize them in your business is where the people that are really screwed on, where that magic happens using is that, that platform to do better is that
2: dr a- dr alex He, he he's
1: like a great example of that yeah, dr as like he has a great example of that but he's back working in an a and world as well like he's not yeah. yes he's doing amazing stuff but he has doing his normal job that's just I, I believe that's just the way he's fine-tuned to be but if you look at um i'm trying to think of someone who uh, i'm just going to use molly as an example again molly mate she's now got her fake tan range she's now got her Products. She's got her line with PLT. She's got all these different things going on for Saffron Barker. She's um, got her own podcast now. She's doing really well for herself. She's got clothing ranges with Primark. She had she actually had, she had a clothing range with Primark when she was eighteen years old. Do you know? She's just bought. A, she's a twenty-one-year-old girl who has just bought what I would I would say is a mansion, genuinely on her own. That is someone that is using their platform to to work out with social media as well. So that, that's the people that are very smart, the ones that use, the, use their network to do good for their businesses too, as well.
2: As, as a manager, and again, I don't want to put you on the spot here if it's not something that you, you consider, but as a manager of someone's like social media account, et cetera, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously having that, understanding what's coming into their DMs, some of the comments or messages that they get, do you put something in place uh, as a management team to, to try and support that or, or is there not really a huge amounts you can
1: do? I'll, I'll be truthfully honest, there's nothing you can do except support the person. If we're still talking mm. mental health here, yes. there's yes. not yeah, there is you cannot physically stop hate mail coming in. I, I mean, there's no physical way possible. The only way, the only bit of support we can we can provide support as much as possible, whether that be personal or if that needs to be taken further, then that's absolutely something that we can implement. Excuse me, but um, it, you cannot stop it coming in, and it, it, I just don't. I just don't think it's right. I don't. I don't believe the Instagram, and Facebook, Facebook and Instagram are run by the same company and WhatsApp. I don't believe the Facebook group and the likes of TikTok and whatever are doing enough to protect the people that are making their apps the success that it is. See, really, all these influencers are working for instagram if you think about it in that roundabout way they're providing them with the traffic (laughs) they're giving them the sponsorship opportunities they should be providing people with that support when that when negative or hate mail comes in there should be some sort of computer generated system that's checking these things before it's said like why why why, is that why is why is that what i was going to ask you like
0: what what Actions? Do you think these companies can take though, or do you think in some cases the police should get involved? Like, do you know what I mean? How? Well, I, what? I mean, how? How? How do we move past like hate mail, hate crime, all this kind of stuff? Because it's massive on it social a, media as you say. Yeah,
1: it, it takes a very, very strong person to be able to get that on a daily basis and still progress and do what they're doing. And I think that. I do, I do personally think that these businesses, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, they should and they do have a responsibility to protect these people. They absolutely do. And see even that website title that should be taken down. Why is that even? Why is that even a platform? I've not even heard of it. This is I've got to be honest. I've never heard of it. That's horrendous. Please do do me a favor, right? And I've never told anyone to go on that website, but please go and have a look just to see how severe this is. Was right. it T T A das- T the- T the... T A T T L E Tato? It is absolutely horrendous. Really, really bad stuff.
0: Hey, well, anyway, if I you see just went think- but... on there about you, don't worry, it's not me. I
1: better not be with my room, so I think talk dances Yeah, exactly. So I just think there is a responsibility of these people to, of these organisations and these businesses to be protecting people online. Why why is there not systems in place when keywords are maybe detected or or I don't know if like spot checks can be done or whatever. Why why can these Instagram pages and these people not be blocked and stopped from generating this, this hate? And don't get me wrong, what I would say is hate, Is a very small minority compared to the positive messages that influencers get. I will say that. But often you could get a hundred nice comments, but that one negative comment is the one that sticks in your head. And you don't need to relate that to social media, you can relate that to anything at all. That is always going to be the one that sticks in your head, it's always going to be one that plays around in your head. And it takes a very, very strong person be able to move past that and keep going because it can really, it can ruin people. It can absolutely ruin people. And uh, like, I I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand why someone would sit behind a keyboard. Oh, I'm actually moving that. I'm getting that anxious here. I don't understand why people would sit there behind a keyboard and want to say those things over someone that actually, they don't even know. They actually don't know them. They think by seeing one Instagram picture a day and a few stories of them talking that they know that person. Of course, you don't. Who did you think you are saying those things to someone you don't even know? Or it's, full stop for that matter? It's, it's,
2: it's so currently, yeah, And I uh, suppose it that the, the term that kind of keyboard gangster still exists to this day. It's been around for a while, but oh. it still exists. But um no, Adam, I want to I want to bring back the positivity here. Um what what's next for, for Adam Stewart? What was it? You're looking to do it. obviously as a 20, 20, 21 year old doing extremely well from what we can see, and even if that is just the highlight reel of your life, it's still amazing to see the, all the different things that you are doing. Uh, business seems to be going well from what we can see, but but mm. well, what's next? What what do you what do you plan to do over the next few years?
1: I just uh, really and, and the vision is obviously finished the degree just so I've got that in my back obviously but in terms of business I just want to keep going helping, helping more businesses and we are so so lucky to be working with very small startup businesses to massive high-end m- humongous fashion labels and we really do have a, such a wide range of clients and I just want to keep building on that. I also want to see our, our, our talent grow and develop and the people that we have chosen at this moment in time as well as the people we, we will be adding to the mix will just keep going, keeps, um, keep being successful, keep getting these amazing, incredible deals that they're getting and um, just to, to really keep going. I also would love, I've never actually vocalised this but I'd love to have more not a clothing line, I don't mean that, but I'd love to have some sort of clothing or design or do something myself as well um but maybe that's maybe that's quite a few years been lying yet but in terms of in terms of tact i'm sure you we will. just want to keep going the, keep going the direction we're going and keep pushing forward and keep um really helping businesses level up and get the most out of social media that they possibly can. And again, if anyone that's listening to this needs any help and advice, you can always message the TAC page and we'll get back to you. Or if someone's wanting to sit down and have a proper conversation about how you can implement influencer marketing or film social media strategies, then we're absolutely more than more than happy to sit down and have a conversation with people.
2: Amazing, Adam. Right, I'm going to ask the cheesy question, but I actually think this is going to be quite a good one for you, because uh, what I used to ask at the end of podcasts is, you've got a trip to, say, Ibiza after lockdown, you get two people, so one person sitting either side of you, it can be anyone in the world, it can be a celebrity, it can be someone that inspires you, motivates you, your best friend, your family. But let's make it juicy. I'm sure there's people out there that you would absolutely love to sit beside and just pick their brain or even have a chat with them. Who would it be?
1: Okay, I would absolutely die if Oprah went to <laughs> Oh wow. Sorry. sorry, 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 deceased, deceased. You honestly, I would die off, die off. I think she is one of the best people. To walk this planet have you ever i mean going off the royal interview which we heard with harry and megan the other day have you ever heard an interview like that in your life she is so good she's absolutely brilliant and i just think see if you're wanting a good conversation you want to have it with oprah it's and great. jokes i wonder right this this is pure creep this is creepy i will be honest guys here right do you ever wonder what people smell like <laughs> like in terms of like, like, d- what do you like? What does Oprah smell like? I think Oprah smells like roses. I won't lie about it. Do you know what I mean? What do, do you know what I mean? Do you, like, do you get oh, what okay. I mean? Though, you, like, think about it. Think about it. And I can guarantee you, since I've said that, you'll actually think about different people. You be like What do they smell like? Smell like <laughs> honestly, I'm telling you. So, Oprah definitely is my my number one. I'm trying to think of somebody else. Um.
0: Well, you're thinking, Adam, actually, off the back of that Royal interview, I actually read this stupid thing online. I think it might have been Daily Mail, and I tend not to read Daily Mail. And it was mm-hmm. like, or oh, the the Oprah had a tag, an ankle bracelet. I saw this. Like, oh, Honestly, man, I'm did pretty you see, sure it was the Daily Mail. You see how fat her boot was.
2: It? I mean, there was something down there, man. I don't know if she was <laughs> smuggling down there, but there was something going on.
1: Oh. She, um, she, that the, the tag thing always, if you go back and see if you just type in on Google Royal Mail, Daily Mail or whatever tag you'll, you'll get Ellen, you'll get Oprah loads of celebs have named having tags, it's all photoshopped, the same picture
2: Oh, so well, terrible. Anyway, who
1: else would I take? To be honest, I will say, about because she'll probably shoot me if I don't say, but my good friend, Antonia Healy, who, Kayla, I, I know you know Antonia. David, I don't yeah. know if you know Antonia as well, but she would love to have a conversation with Oprah as well. I know she would Smell like roses. So I smell, um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least you know what Antonia smells like, so we don't need
2: to go into that conversation. Exactly. Too, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Adam, <laughs> right, tell it. Tell us a little bit about where we can find you. So, obviously, you, you've got your business page, your personal page. Tell
1: us a little bit about that. So, I, you can find me at adamstuart.underscore. dot underscore. You can find Tact Agency at literally just Tact Agency, and that's T A K T Tact Agency. Amazing. Superb. Thank okay, you. I'll so let you finish the podcast. So
2: yeah, no, Adam. Thank you so much for jumping on. It's given us a fantastic insight into to influencing. Um, obviously, myself and David are going away thinking we're absolutely influencers. We're well, actually micro influencers <laughs> now. But that, that, absolutely, that's, yeah. That's good, good enough for me. But no, thank you, and best of luck with everything. Uh, obviously, good luck with no. tact. uh Good luck with all of the companies you're working with, and uh, I look forward to
1: catching up with you soon.
0: Yeah, and Adam, thank by the way, love to have you back on um, at some point with one of your clients?
1: Joe, you know I think it'd be great. I think it'd be really beneficial to actually, you know, let's have a conversation, bring on some full-time influencers, bring on some part-time influencers, and really get an insight from their point of view as well. Even work with management, how their job has changed and how, how life looks for them now compared to when they weren't being managed and what the future looks like for them as well, and giving you the real juicy tea about what it's like to be an influencer. Why, so.
0: why don't we do Health and the Hustles first live? sure oh, my wow.
1: dog, it. like it like it fine we'll do it we'll do it sounds good uh, thank you so much for having appreciate yep. it yeah thank you so much Adam too. thank you, thank you. Thank you.